0: Hey there, welcome to the Jobs for Women podcast, where we empower and uplift women to succeed and thrive in their professional life whilst looking after their well-being. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the issues and challenges faced by women in the workplace with particular focus on gender equality. We believe that every woman deserves the opportunity to excel in her career regardless of her gender and we're committed to helping women break through the barriers that hold them back. Join us every week as we hear from experts, share stories and give advice. We've got an incredible community of women who support and encourage each other and we're so happy that you are here. Let's break down the gender barriers and create a more equitable and inclusive workplace for all. So welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I am so excited to welcome this week's guest to the pod. We have Steph McLaughlin, who is the commercial manager at Lewis Football Club. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Zoe. How are you?
0: I'm really good, thanks. I'm I'm good. We've just both shared off camera, haven't we? How we've uh, both sort of started the day, not really prepared to be on camera, but we're just rolling with it because that's what we do.
1: I'm yeah I'm just really happy that I'm not the only one with wet hair and no makeup on because we've just been too busy to do anything else. (laughs) I love that though it's so real isn't it this we, we have this
0: polished ideal on social media and it's like let's break down that that illusion that we're all supposed to be um camera ready um and we can have really important conversations like this regardless of how we look so I'm really delighted to have you here I know we've been chatting on and off um on LinkedIn I've been sort of stalking you because I'm just so I'm so interested in what you are doing um at Lewis Football Club so talk to us about your role what do you do?
1: Um, it's really hard to define my role in one sentence. So Lewis is not a, a massive club. We play at championship level um, so our and, and our men play in the seventh tier. So our women are um, elite and they're professional, even though we get called grassroots all the time, which really, really annoys me. But we're still generally like, you know, quite a small club. So we do quite a lot of everything really Um, and as well as our jobs we all feel that we're activists as well so we're you know promoting women's football and trying to raise the level and shouting out as loud as we can about everything Um, but generally my role as commercial manager is to bring new sponsors in new partners in and also to manage and take care of the amazing partners we have on board at the moment so obviously
0: we're going to get into um you know, the club's decision to treat women's football the same as men's in terms of budgets and facilities and pitch time. And I love this. But obviously, that money has to come from somewhere. So when you talk about bringing partners in and sponsors mm-hmm. in, is that to fund and to keep the initiatives going?
1: Yeah, exactly. So out of, you know, when you um sponsor Lewis, it is a marketing initiative as well. So you get um excellent ROI out of doing it. So it's not a You know, it's not a charity thing. It's a clever marketing decision. Um, There's me putting a business spin on this. (laughs) Um, But then ultimately, you're also funding our voice and you're also, you know, telling people in the world that the way we're doing things and doing football better and doing football for good is a way you'd like to support as well. So it is a clever marketing initiative, but it does fund our voices and everything that we're doing at Lewis Football Club. Yeah, and that's that's similar
0: to what we're doing actually at Jobs for Women. It's kind of like it's more than just a place for companies mm-hmm. to advertise the jobs. It's like being part of this movement, th- having these conversations, and making a real difference. So I admire what you're doing. Um, and off camera, I had to ask Steph whether it was pronounced <laughs> Lewis or lose. And even my husband and I, when we were chatting last night, I said, "I wonder," and we were like betting. So is that does that, does that come up all the time about the pronunciation?
1: It does come up all the time. And it's really like I've never I mean, I've lived in like the Sussex area for a while, but I, I've never really quite got why people pronounce it loose. So it's just really funny. Um, but yeah, it does come up all the time. And like within like our core fan base, there is a bit of a joke because in like, you know, if you're not a real fan, then you pronounce and you're you know, you're from overseas and you're, you know, not not perhaps coming to the club very often that you'd be pronouncing it lose so yeah but it is lewis
0: so we all know now everyone listening it's lewis you've you've got the intel here Mm.
1: um
0: so what i want to delve into is women in football and obviously we've seen a huge increase in popularity with the lionesses um but i feel like at lewis football club you have been sort of quite groundbreaking in in making some decisions early on about this idea of paying women equally um and just bringing this you know that men and women are the same and not having this differentiation what were the initial challenges and obstacles that the club as a whole faced when implementing the equal treatment um and how did you overcome them
1: um so change is obviously always really hard, and I think when you have a vision for how the future could be that maybe you can see that um, other people can't see, then I think that is always always really hard. I wasn't around when when the change first took place, but I've had multiple conversations with all the incredible people who um, who pushed for it, and I think it was just an initial wanting to do something better and also being able to visualize that future and then just bringing everybody else along to it but with everything that we do even if it's something really small like um, for instance we did like a vegan weekend um, last year so like a green weekend where all of our food was vegan which sounds like a really small thing but even with that you have like voices which are you know like negative for tiny tiny things that you do so anything that you do which is different and we like being different and we like doing things and that that nobody else is doing and thinking outside the box but you're always going to get people who don't like change um and who you know question the decisions you're making and the way you yourself and the club sees that future really
0: yeah there's always going
1: to be pushback isn't there what about the fans how did the fans take it I think most of the fans were incredibly I mean you I mean just looking at the statistics um we now you know following the change in 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 2017 we now have um owners in um over 40 countries you know the the level of sponsorship went up like incredible you know we we have international sponsors now, which we didn't have before. So, you know, the, the brand and the growth of Lewis was just incredible post the change. And it's, you know, it's not just the women that benefit benefited from that, it was the men as well. So the men now play on a Premier League level pitch, which um, was given to Lewis. It, it's an, it was an investment of £750,000 from the Premier League to um invest in like a good quality Premier League level pitch and the men wouldn't be playing on that pitch if it wasn't for you know the women rising to that level so it was both the men and the women who who benefited really from um the changes made in 2017.
0: Oh do you know I absolutely love that because what we talk about a lot at Jobs for Women mm-hmm. and we talked about on a webinar last week was that it's not about separating whatever gender you are um It's about a collective, isn't it? And coming together and all being part of it. So it's brilliant to hear. I love that, that the men benefited because let's face it, we are all in this together. So that's brilliant and amazing that you've had that international reach. Like Mm -hmm. that is fantastic. And I, I think the reaction to that is testament to this idea of equality and equity that we that we're all striving for and we're all interested in so that's that's really exciting what about people coming to the football club as that did, did I, I guess the pr itself has led to what more ticket sales yeah the
1: attendances are significantly higher um for for, again both the men and the women so the women's increase was obviously a lot higher because there wasn't that much of an attendance before 2017 um but the men's attendances increased also so just the general the general following um just just everything literally got better which you know
0: it's so good and then talk to us about the women's team so before these changes obviously we know we've had this conversation on uh in the jobs for women community i've harped on enough i was really sporty at school mm-hmm. and i never got a chance to play football mm-hmm. and it really still irks me and i've got a little girl and i want her to be able to play football because it annoys me that just because based on gender you would you know what what you're exposed to at school is so important and can be the makeup and it can spark that fire within, can't it? To think, you know, I'm going to take that mm-hmm. on a career, not necessarily to be a professional footballer. It might be a physio or whatever it is. Um. So the women's team you talked earlier about being referred to as grassroots, which is mm-hmm. annoying, which we'll talk about. And is that is that do you think that idea that they're referred to as grassroots is almost like a a dumbing down of their ability or level? Where does that come from?
1: um well if the if if the women if if the women team and the, if our championship team was a men's team and not a women's team they would be getting um probably more um, media time, more, oh, oh, there's obviously a lot more money involved in that. It would be more of like a substantial, nationally recognised team. Um, so I, d- I don't think people, you know, the size we are, I don't think people quite understand what championship level means and how elite that is. Um, so, yeah, so loads of people. And it's not just, you know, this happens like on a weekly basis that we get called grassroots, um, you know, when people say, for instance, oh, we want to... Um, sponsor this team but we'd like to also sponsor you because we'd like to be doing something that's a bit more grassroots and I can't the amount of media the amount of the amount of attention that this small football club um, gets I mean just in the World Cup period we were doing around like five six media pieces and most of them were national um so you know the amount of just the amount of recognition that we get within women's football but then people from outside of the football world don't necessarily see that so I think I think it is a kind of like dumbing down because people just generally don't understand the landscape yeah so there's a lot of there's a lot of like education to be done Mm -hmm. around that isn't
0: there and there will always be people that have a conscious or unconscious bias towards female football players mm-hmm. or football players that identify as being women so i guess you're constantly up against that what about the what about the women's team how do they feel about everything
1: um well our women are just you know super concentrated on what's happening on the pitch you know they're they're ultra professional um so you know they they, they do a bit of activism themselves as well like last year they ran our equal fa cup campaign um which was fighting for equal prize money within the fa cup which um up until last it was 90 percent less to what the men um were getting so you know so you know they they fight of things off the pitch as well um when it's needed but you know they're all professional footballers fully concentrating on what's happening on the pitch so yeah
0: it's powerful isn't it when Mm -hmm. uh, you can use your position like that's incredible that they're doing that and i know the lionesses um we're doing stuff off the pitch like that you know to to help various groups in society getting girls into football um but also yeah using their voice to better and and to move things forward and how have other clubs like uk or internationally responded to the amazing work that you are doing at lewis
1: um we, we do get like quite a lot of like informal, positive feedback. I mean, one of the things I love about um, this, the, well, the stadium when you visit is we have um, a wall which is full of scarves. And all of the scarves come from like different teams from all over the world. Um, and when people visit from other clubs, whether they're a fan, whether they're somebody who works for the club, um, they give, well, they donate a scarf from their club to just show and um, some solidarity and show that they like what we're doing. Um, so that's what I love showing off our scarves for. So, yeah, so we, we do get, you know, lots of positive feedback in general from um, loads of places around the world, which is really bizarre for a small town. Like you that, know, But living. doesn't that
0: show the waves that you're making, like, mm-hmm. you know, taking those small steps for a club then? What was... Obviously, that's a huge financial, you know, to to pay the teams equally. Was Mm. that a massive decision internally to, to, you know, because finances, we all know balancing, whether it's personal Mm. or business, it's, we're we're all up against this challenge. So I feel so passionately about what you're doing. Um, A, it's just amazing. But was that a bigger, much
1: bigger decision internally? Mm. And how hard of a decision was it to make? So again, I wasn't here when that decision was made, so I only know the the bits and pieces from the, the, the people who were involved at the time are still involved at the club. Um, some of them un- informally. Um, so it it was an absolute massive, massive, massive decision. Um, but in order to make money, you need to be investing money, and you need to be putting money into it. So uh, you know, women's football is essentially a, a startup. So it's got so there's still this already a lot of money that's being made from it, but it's got so much potential and there's so much money people could be making from it. Um, but you need to invest first because nobody makes money out of out of nothing. So I think it was an initial investment that turned out to be a great investment because look at where you know the women's team are at the moment and you know where we stand at the moment in the championship um we're, we're at a you know we're at a great place at the moment so you know you can't yeah you can't make money without investing money can you so
0: I love you know. that I love the idea of it being like a startup because you're so right mm-hmm. the potential is absolutely huge I mean we can mm-hmm. see it in men's football so it is a great idea that, um, you know, for anyone listening that, yeah. that's potentially thinking of working with you, maybe, or just looking at what you're doing. It's kind of like be part of the conversation and be part of it early on. Um, and this is, again, when we're banging the drum at Jobs for Women, it's kind of like, let's have these conversations to make the change. Are, mm-hmm. other, are other clubs trying to replicate the model or are they just looking fondly on thinking, wow they're doing a great job, but we're just going to stay put and keep doing what we're doing. What's the general feeling out there?
1: Um, Well, at the moment, we still are the only um, semi-professional or professional football club in the world that's doing equality and equity. Um, And Zoe, can I just say it's not just people look at, you know, especially with all of the like trolls you get online, you get a lot of where's the money coming from? And oh my goodness, you need so much money to do this. But a lot of the changes that that can take place don't cost any money whatsoever so you don't like respect doesn't cost anything and respect comes in all forms so for instance if you go on any um website so Check your the, the team you support, whatever team that is, look at their website. Are, are the women's team getting equal representation on that website? Um, you know, with the last kit launch where the women included, was it did the women also get a video? Did the women get similar photos? Um, on Instagram, what are the handles? Is it team and then team women, or is it, you know, like with us, it's Lewis men and Lewis women? And these things don't cost anything. It doesn't cost, you know, respect doesn't cost a thing um you know with with the way that on most websites as well um for like most big teams you get like your men's teams and then you get like all of your youth teams and then you get your women's team on like the fourth tab you know like what are the tabs like have you got your men's team and have you got your women's team you know with with representation in the media as well like if you've got your pr team working on on making sure your teams are out there. You know, are you working to get your women's team really out there in the media? Because at the moment, outside of a big tournament, women's sports only gets around 10% of visibility online. So, you know, so what what are we doing to make sure we're, you know, women's sports are getting um, that equal representation as well? And none of this costs money. So, you know. That is yeah. such
0: great advice because that's advice to like you and I. So, you know, yeah. whoever I support, going on the website and just doing a little bit of of digging to see what's happening internally that's that's so powerful isn't it and this is where my frustration kicks in like when you talked about going on the website and the women are like right at the Mm -hmm. bottom a tiny little section or on another page entirely it's like let's let's be part of the conversation yeah that's some great advice and also good advice to um to anyone that's looking on for what you're doing at, at lewis football club and thinking how could we implement that yeah it's actually let's just start with the basics let's mm-hmm. let's change the conversation um and what do you think about the future of of women's football um as a whole obviously we've talked about you know the, the scope if we're thinking about it as a startup what does the future hold for women's football or, or more specifically if it's easier what's what's the future for the women's team at Lewis FC
1: um well You know we work really really hard to to bring more investment in and to bring more money and bring more sponsors in um and to you know to elevate our women's team as much as possible um you know we 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 are striving to get into the WSL um and that's you know we in in our rules it says we want to play football at the highest level possible so we've we've still got like you know one level to go um but that's you know that's on the pitch and then off the pitch to just carry on using our voice um as much as possible and to try convince people that this is the way forward and the most powerful way you can change the world is by using your money and that could be um buying a shirt buying an ownership um using some of your marketing budget towards women's sports so you know the way we use our money is is really powerful so you know and part of my role so is to convince people to use their money for this so yeah um, well you're doing yeah. a good job and then just
0: to just to jump back i know i talked a little bit about which i always seem to get in about me not doing football at school for mm. the women's team is there a routine you know we have lots of listeners that have children um lots of women at different stages in their career what's what is the way what is the best way in is it just playing football at school and then like for the women's team how did they find themselves in in the position because they've done so well to get to where they are now based on when we look at it historically it was challenging wasn't it it wasn't Mm -hmm. as easy if you were you know if you were a man it was a lot easier
1: yeah absolutely I think all of like all of the women who play all of that age group really the women who play um football at elite level in this country and abroad, I think all of them had to, you know, like our team captain, rianne Cleverly speaks about having to travel, um, I think it was an hour and a half to to go to training when she was younger. So all of them have, like, incredible dedication and they managed to, you know, cross every obstacle to play. So, you know, I, I don't think any of them had it incredibly easy. Um, so, you know, it's a little bit easier now, obviously. Um but yeah, I think I think it's perseverance for for most people who play at elite level really.
0: Yeah. And I guess just the opportunity to play, this is what we keep coming back to, isn't it? It's like we all should have the same opportunities and we're talking about football boots and a football and Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And it comes down to that representation as well. So, you know, if, if somebody's scrolling on social media, looking at newspapers, if the images that you're seeing as a 12 year old girl is just images of men and then only 10 percent of those images are women, I mean, you can't become what you don't see. So it, it comes down to that. Are we doing enough, you know, on, on our socials? You know, if you're a, a, a company who's listening to this, um, you know, if you've got like male models, male spokespeople and you don't have like enough women and enough active women on your social media, like you're part of that problem because you you have the power to give representation. Yeah,
0: 100%. And it's like what we said earlier about that representation of the women's team being side by side along the men's mm-hmm. and not different or positioned differently on the website or with a not have as much, you know, activity on the social media. It's about like, coming together isn't it um well thank you so much for joining us um I find it so fascinating and I I I said at the beginning that I was kind of stalking you because I love what you are doing at at Lewis I think I think it's so refreshing that we're we're making these changes and I think that loads of uh, organizations are going to follow suit so if people want to connect with you
1: where is the best place to find you um so we've got our socials lewis fc women and lewis fc men um on all socials on instagram twitter and facebook um you can follow us on linkedin if you're a business as well so yeah yeah
0: awesome well thank you so much for your time i know you're super busy it was such a pleasure to meet you and to chat to you and keep doing what you are doing oh you too zoe speak soon I really hope you enjoyed that episode with Steph and you feel as passionately as I do about women's football. Obviously, there was amazing media coverage of the Lionesses and everything that they achieved and continue to achieve. And I just think there's a really, really strong message uh, for women in sport, all different sports, but particularly for the, the next generation, for the The girls at school now or the girls that are finally getting their opportunity and chance to shine when it comes to football so don't forget to connect with staff on linkedin if you're an organization and you want to Enhance your reput- reputation as being an organization that supports women in sport. Then find out about their sponsorship opportunities because they are making waves. And it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, I would definitely want to be associated um, with a football club that is doing all they are doing for women in sport. So that's it for this week. Don't forget, if you haven't joined the Members Club, head over to community.jobsforwomen.co.uk. And please, please, if you have a moment, don't forget to drop us a review and follow the podcast because our listening figures do not do our reviews justice. So if you're listening and you're not subscribed, just head over to your podcast player, click follow. And if you have time, leave us a review. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you next time.